Hey guys, we're here this week with Top 5s and Deep Dives. I'm Justin. On the other end is Mike. What is up, y'all? Today, we're doing a Top 5 app, and we are each going to give our Top 5 Most Underrated TV Shows. Bum, bum, bum. So, it's going to be an interesting one. We're going to, we both, I know, have some some favorites that we hold near and dear to our heart. So, without further ado, Mike, is there any, are there anything, is there anything we want to say before we just jump into this? Uh, no, I think maybe the only thing we'll say is, you know, when we did sort of a similar thing about movies, we were really looking at Rotten Tomato scores, you know, getting a bit scientific with it. This is not that. This is just our five shows that we feel are underrated that we want to, you know, show some love. Yes. Kind of said it better. So you want to start us off? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my number five, opener on the list, it's an HBO show called Bored to Death. Nice. I've never seen it. Okay, I feel like I've tried to, to put you onto this show before since it came out in 2009. But frankly, the reason that it's only number five, so I, first of all, I love the show. But the reason it's only number five is because I have come to realize that I should recommend this show to no one. I don't think it's for anybody. I don't know how it was ever made or put on TV. I love it, but it's just so particular. Like, I, I have no idea who I would recommend this to, honestly. You have recommended it to me. Back in college, you did. Yeah, and you didn't watch it, and I don't blame you, and you shouldn't have. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't even know how it went three seasons. Like it, it never did more than a million, like ever. Uh, you know, ratings. I, I hate to quote Variety, but like one of their writers called it. This is a quote: "Too precious and quirky for its own good," and that's actually correct. Like that's the best way to describe it. I mean, the quick, quick log line is that Jason Schwartzman is drum, drum roll an unlicensed private detective, which apparently is our favorite thing, uh, slash writer. And then like his best friends basically are Zach Galifianakis, who is just, you know, doing Zach Galifianakis things. And Ted Danson, in my favorite Ted Danson role ever, where he's just like a, like a lonely, rich, like stoner who's like their friend slash like financier for their like ridiculous antics it's just very i don't know the show is like every all of the characters are kind of an underdog like it's very innocent like very sweet like it's 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 just i wouldn't recommend this to anybody it's just incredibly particular and i truly cannot explain why i think it's amazing the the jokes are just like not laugh loudly funny like, I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, I'm intrigued nonetheless. It's like... Three seasons of eight apps. It's not a big commitment. And how long are the apps? I think half hour. Yeah, half hour. Oh, that's so easy. So easy to take a look at that one. And I, and I do remember it. I remember seeing the ads back in the day. And yeah, it didn't catch me back then. But I 100% would check it out. And 
I mean, it's got it's got a good little cast. I mean, what can you what else can you say? I remember it got good reviews. Yeah, it has some good guests throughout as well. It's got like a few episodes with Kristen Wiig, a few episodes later on with Isla Fisher. So there's you know there's there's some nice nice little surprises there. But it's yeah, I, I guess the only thing I could I could say I've said it a few times is just very particular. So if you want to try something that's a little bit quirky and see if maybe it works for you this is the show also it shares the name with a future blink 182 song board to death so if that's not wow. a way to get me hooked i don't know what is i really should have mentioned that as my attempt <laughs> to get you hooked back in 2009 <laughs> well the song wasn't out yet so oh yeah you're yeah, yeah. in trouble um all right well that's my number five okay my number five is Happy Endings, which aired at a semi-similar time. That that show aired. This show show aired in 2011. Um, but yeah, it was a three season sitcom. It was on ABC. It was created by David Caspe. I think I, th- I think you say it like that. His last name C A S P E. Um, and it was. I, I typically would not be the person to put a sitcom on my list for most underrated shows, but this show, you know, for all your, I'm trying to think of the other big ones, you know, you have your friends, you have your, how I met your mother, you have your, the office parks and rec, uh, new girl, happy endings is so good for me. It's right there with like, I mean, I think it's even, I think it's better than New Girl. I think it's, it's definitely more, better than New Girl. Definitely. I'll say it. Yeah. And I think it's right on the level of like a How I Met. And, and I know some people are up and down on How I Met, but I'm, I'm a big fan of it. So for well, me, it's a lot shorter that, than How I Met, right? So it's very tidy. There's not that many like wasted episodes. To- exactly. And this is a show that, I felt like kept getting stronger and stronger and then it got canceled. I felt like the first season was great, but not to get too in depth with it, but the way they aired the first season was somewhat out of order of like the way the episodes actually made sense and were supposed to go, which is a total bonehead decision by whoever did that at the network. But that is what they did. And so the first season, I think right there, you had a bit of an issue when you put them in order, they're great, but there were certain characters that I feel like as the show grew and went into season two and three became standouts that maybe weren't at the beginning. Like, so pretty much the main cast, the, I'm just going to read out the the six mains. It's Eliza Coop, Alicia Cuthbert, Zachary Knighton, Adam Pally, Damon Wayans Jr. And Casey Wilson. Casey Wilson is the wife to the creator, David Casper. She's hilarious, plays this character, Penny, but I'd say her character and Adam Pally's character were sort of the standouts when it started, in my opinion. And Eliza Coop and Damon Wayans Jr., who play a couple, they play um, Brad and Jane. They get so funny as the show goes on, in my opinion. And it's, I don't know, bottom line, it was way too short-lived. This is a show to me that could have gone on for like 10 seasons. And I don't say that about a lot of shows. I think most shows should finish after anywhere from like four to six seasons max but 
this is a show that I felt like could have really gone on for a while. It was smart, clever, funny as hell, and and also had a lot of heart too. So huge bummer to me that this one never never made it further. And there's been so many talks over the years about continuations and it just hasn't happened. They've done like live readings once or twice of, of a lost episode, but there still hasn't been a revival. I, I'm, I'm praying that there is one. The only two things I'll add are that I feel like, uh, and I, I confess that I didn't put this on my list knowing that this would be on your list. So ah, okay. I did a rewatch on it maybe six months ago. It's still amazing. Uh, yeah, so I would add that by season three, I feel like truly you love all the six main characters, mm-hmm. which is extremely difficult to do for an ensemble show like this. And I can confirm, since this came out when I was living in Chicago, I appreciate how real, like an honest interpretation of Chicago life it is. Like, obviously, it's exaggerated for humor, but like, it it really is what it's like to live in Chicago. See, that's amazing to hear, and 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 I would assume just based off the fact that the feel of the show, but to hear it from someone that actually lived in Chicago, that's awesome. Amazing show, love that. Um, and and dude, I love what you said about that. It's one of the rare shows where you truly like all six by that point in the series, and it's true. Everyone had their strengths, and not a lot of shows can say that. Even Friends, which I'm a massive fan of, everyone, you know, there are people that say, "Oh, I loved all six, but I always had one or two that I wasn't as jazzed up about as the other ones. And you could say that about happy endings too, I guess, for me. But any show that can even accomplish that is is a success in my eyes. I don't love how the only yeah the only thing I would say, and I'm being like super critical here for a show that I love. I don't love the way that Alicia Cuthbert's character develops, where she just goes on to be like Agreed. the stupidest like comic relief character. Agreed. She's such a great. A- I think she's a great actress, and she yeah. could do a lot more with the role. I I totally agree. That's the one weak spot. Shout out, girl next door. Yeah, the absolutely. Juice worth the squeeze. If by juice I mean listening to this podcast. And and I yeah. mean and and if and if by listening to this podcast we also mean watching happy endings, that juice is definitely worth the squeeze. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Another one. Three seasons, half hour episodes. You know, like twenty minutes or whatever. Super easy watch. Love it. Do it. My number four, I was actually going to ask you if you're a friends guy before I said this number four, because I think it's relevant. But my number four is a British show called Coupling. You ever heard of the show? No. Okay. Uh, There's been like, I don't know, there was a remake in Greece. I think there was a brief remake in the US. But anyway, came out here on uh, BBC Two. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, BBC Two and then BBC Three for season four, 2000, ran to 2004, four seasons. Coupling, unlike my number five show, Bored to Death, is a show I would recommend to basically everybody. And it is, it's a raunchier British version of Friends. Dude. It's the end, which is to say you should already like it because 
Friends is great. I'm so sick of people ragging on Friends because it's somehow gotten more famous in 2020 than 2000. But Friends is still great. This one is Friends, but like all they ever talk about is sex. And then what really for me takes it to the next level is like, unlike Friends, let's say, like, or even some of these other sitcoms that you just mentioned, it's it's not derivative of those, and it doesn't it doesn't rely on like one quick like punchline joke every 30 seconds it uses much more like clever like non-linear storytelling and like um, there's a lot of episodes where it tells the same story but from like all six characters different perspectives and it ends up creating laughs that are almost um they're almost similar to like curb in the sense of like you know by the time you're getting to you know two three minutes from like the end of the episode you start to see you know oh shit i can see where this train wreck is going like they've set this up beautifully and now i'm getting like a massive like hilarious punchline at the end okay dude i need to watch this show asap this is literally next on my list right now it was on netflix us when we were in college i don't think it's on anything now but anyway you can explore Four seasons. I think each one, each season is, I think there's like 28 total episodes. Okay. That's not, that's, that's easy. Been one of my favorite shows since I first watched it. Still holds up. Love it. There's no one really, I would say to shout out and like, especially in the U S who's like uh, a well-known actor. Like the main male lead is like, uh, you know, like kind of the Dick, like Admiral guy in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. It's it's that guy who's also in like Kingsman, Talented Mr. Ripley. But anyway, there's like oh, no yeah. real – there's no one really that like plays, I would say, in the U.S. market. Okay. Got to see this show. I'm I'm going to watch it, everyone. You should all would watch it too. would highly recommend. All right. You're number four. All right. My number four went super under the radar and is probably the show – one of the – yeah. Anyways, I'm really excited about shouting this one out. Red Oaks – on Amazon Prime. It is it came out not too long ago. It first season came out 5 years ago in 2015 and there was 3 seasons ended in 2017. Such a great just like little coming of age dr- dramedy, comedy drama. Um pretty much the logline is Our main character, David, he is in college and he starts working at like a country club in his near his hometown in New Jersey during summer break in 1985. So it's very 80s. It's very much feels like an old school summertime, you know, teens and adults going through different issues exploring their adolescence different relationships and just trying to figure out where they want to go in life and it's it's just 30 minute episodes but it's it's so good i truly don't know how this show never caught on and had more of a following and i couldn't it it might be of all the shows i'm going to shout out the one that i try to convince you to watch the most just because i feel like it's the least known of all the shows i'm i'm gonna call out to you so it's really good 
It's funny as hell. It's got some great moments. It really feels like it takes place in the 80s. And yeah, that's all I can say. Mike, I don't you haven't seen this, have you? No, but it's, you know, it's it's on my long list based on your recommendation. Mhm. It's it is a fun one. If you enjoy if I didn't just waste 13 hours of my life watching Harper's Island, I, I would have been watching that. <laughs> oh, if uh if you like raunchy comedies, if you like super bad, if you love all the Apatow films, everything, think of this is a little bit of that set in the 80s. It's a good time. Check it out. Red Oaks. Love that pick. My number three, it may be a little controversial, so I'll have to run it by you here. Okay. My number three is Extras, which is a show that was very popular here in the UK, but I it never really caught on in the US. And if anything, I would say it's more of like an industry sort of insider show. It just did not get like wide wide like mainstream appeal, despite I, being on HBO. I think that's totally fair because I don't i didn't even know what it was until you just said it i i just looked it up and it's ringing a bell but i don't actually really know anything about it and you know how deep i go in tv so yeah yeah okay so that's great i love that and you'll have to watch this another one's two two seasons six episodes each so uh then there's a christmas special but anyway christmas special part of which was filmed in guilford big shout out to the guilf um so extras is yeah it's the brainchild of Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, or I should say one of their brain children, if you want to say that. Uh, But the plot is basically that Ricky Gervais and Ashley Jensen are like best friends and they're extras uh, in films. Uh, Stephen Merchant is like their like hapless like agent that's terrible Uh, or Ricky's agent who's terrible. Uh, But then every episode, like they're on the set of a movie and it features one celebrity who's playing an absolutely ludicrous version of themselves. Oh and God. the humor, the humor lies in like one, you know, the idea that like the extras are like, you know, we normally look up to celebrity, but in this version, like the extras are regular people and the celebrities are ridiculous. And then two, like how much the celebrity will let ricky and steven write their character like how far they'll let them go you know Mm -hmm. so like the kate winslet episode is all centered around the fact that she's the movie she's acting in that they're extras on she's a nun that's getting hunted by like nazis and then like every time she like finishes a scene she's just talking with the two of them about like the dirty talk that ashley jensen's to do with her like new boyfriend (laughs) and like there's uh, Patrick Stewart is another like tremendous one where Patrick Stewart is just like one of the most like respected, like dignified actors there is. And like he is his whole thing in this is that like he's writing a screenplay about how he's using his powers as Professor X, but in real life. And all he does with them is like fly women's clothes off. It's it's just incredible. They're, they're like the, like the celebrities. Daniel Radcliffe has a great one. Orlando Bloom has a great one. Clive Owen's amazing in the Christmas special. Series one is way better than, than 
uh, sorry, season one for the U.S. audience you is, you. is is better than season two for sure. But I do feel like season one is is an absolute masterpiece, dude. The just the star power you're dropping right there is insane. The pilot's Ben Stiller, Samuel Jackson's in season one as well. No. Yeah, yeah, dude, Ben Stiller's also I, amazing. Where it's like he's just juxtaposed, like he's directing a movie about like the Bosnian like genocide and like wars in the Balkans, and then like in the middle, he's just like talking about how great he is all the time. Where he's just like, well, look at this man; he's suffering. You know, think about what you would do if you were in this situation. Yes, you you could put on dodgeball, and that would make you laugh. And and you know, then after an hour and a half, you could put it on again, and you'd laugh even more because it's layered. You know, there's a lot to see. It was made like that. Like it's it's just incredible. Oh my god, I'm going to be watching this show. Wow. Such a quick watch. I did a full rewatch this just this week, like casually, just because I was like, God damn it, it's so good. Okay, that's that is that and coupling. I'm watching both. Like that is my number three. Hit me with yours. My number three, which is a current show, is Bosch on Amazon Prime as well. So this this probably is the most watched show on my list in terms of I I, I don't know if it's soup it, it it's underrated in the sense of this in my opinion should be one of the single most watched series in television right now and it's not at all it it does get good reviews it does have a good viewership i believe but it's definitely underrated and it's had 6 seasons so far it was renewed this year for a 7th and final season, which this is another rare show and even rarer because it's an hour long that I truly think could go even longer. And it's unbelievable how all six seasons that have come out thus far are all quality. And I would, I would argue, I mean, the first season I think is fucking unbelievable, but I'd say Four on two and three are both good. Three has maybe the only part of the whole show where there's a, there's a little stretch where it lost me for a few episodes, but then I was like, okay, I'm back. Four onwards is insane. I mean, it's just better and better and better. I have no doubt the seventh season is going to be incredible. I think it's the most quality series currently on television. And my friend, one of my friends here, my my buddy Andrew Masters, shout out Andrew. He bugged the shit out of me to watch this show for for probably two two three years. Bugged the shit out of me to watch this show. The book, so it's based on a book series from Michael Connolly, and he is obsessed with this series. It's his favorite series ever, and he was like, "Dude, you." gotta watch the tv show i'm telling you it's unbelievable finally one day i said all right all right all right i'm gonna check i mean i like detective shows it's a it's like a police procedural but it's it's a it's an ongoing story so it's you know it's it's a case over the course of the season and there's also certain threads that go throughout the whole show and aren't necessarily answered in one season but 
I watched this show and I was hooked right away. Every time a season comes out, which I don't do a lot these days, there's a few shows, but when a season of this show drops, I'm done with it in a couple of days. I cannot stop. I might be done with it in one day. And you've got Titus Welliver playing Harry Bosch, the lead character. He's a detective. He's a bit rough around the edges. He's got a daughter named Maddie. Um, he's not with his wife anymore, but she's in the picture. And it's, you know, it's, I, I can't even go that deep into it. It's just, it's a great detective show. The cases each season are unbelievable. And delving into this character of, of Harry Bosch, he is so fucking cool such a badass also has a lot of heart and even if he doesn't always show it he's just a very layered character and and titus welliver who i think is speaking of underrated i think quite an underrated actor he gives his career best here not no question this is the character he was born to play and if you are at all into you know murder mysteries whodunit crime shows this, this is your show Get on it. I mean, look, you should know by now, we love rough around the edges detectives. The only thing that can make them better is if they're private and unlicensed. <laughs> that's, that's the theme here. Well, hey, hey, Harry's a real detective. He's licensed. Yeah. But that's, he, that's definitely, he definitely fucks with the rules a lot, though. Yes. That's the only, that's the only criteria for our crime shows. I love that. Amazing. Um... You yeah, you've got to check this one out if you haven't seen it, man. I yeah, I know this has been one of your favorites for a while. It's also on the very long list of shows I need to watch. Yeah, it's it's a bit longer, obviously. So I know you'll yeah. get there, but it could take a little time. All right, my number two. If it's not on your list, you will have many things to say about it. I'm sure. My number two is Undeclared. Wow, one season show, Judd Apatow. Follow up to Freaks and Geeks, aired on Fox back in the day, 2001, which I do remember watching some of when it was happening, but I definitely didn't watch the whole thing. Um, th this show is just about college. I don't know what else I could say. That is the whole logline. It's just about college. What happens in it? Everything that happens in college. There is an episode for literally every experience that you have. And in that way, Maybe my first hot take about this will be I am totally happy with it being only one season. I I feel like they were able to basically hit everything that was necessary in exactly one season. Do you feel that way or are you like wishing that there was like a five season run? Of no, I don't think it needed a five season run. I, I think, look, similar to Freaks and Geeks, it's funny, you know, both Apatow shows both only one season freaks is about high school this is about college and look would i have welcomed more absolutely yeah do i think it needed more not necessarily i mean i would have liked i would have liked a few seasons three would have been nice same with freaks and geeks for me freaks and geeks maybe more than undeclared undeclared i was okay with freaks i felt like we just got left and i would have loved at least one more season of that um but undeclared it's fucking great i mean the cast is stacked 
it's absolutely insane, similar to Freaks and Geeks in the way of when you look at the cast, even you can't believe all these guys were together and then they all just blow up separately just a few years later. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. And this is it's this one's also it still like remains a little special for me because, you know, we get a lot of the typical Avatar characters, right? But the main male lead is Jay Baruchel, who never gets to do that again, basically. And the main female lead is Carla Gallo, who is in every movie but never gets more than like a five-minute role. And, can and we ends also- up with the best credits of all time. And can That's we- like one of my favorite gags of like her career is like getting all the, like the funny credits, like toe-sucking girl. Oh my God, yes. yes Gag yes. me girl and uh, period blood girl. Anyway, what were you going to say? It's no, she's awesome. And it's it's also speaking of someone that's not at all in Apatow's wheelhouse, Charlie Hunnam's one of the main God characters. Goddamn Charlie Hunnam. Incredible. And it's like, how do we not love Jax Teller? How do we not? It's just come on. The other guys, of course, some of the regulars. We got we got Rogan, we've got Jason Siegel's in there. But yeah. it's just and and even let's not forget Kevin Hart and Ben Stiller make appearances. Amy Poehler, yes. Adam Adam Sandler's a guest app. Will Ferrell's a guest app. Oh, Kevin Rankin, Herc from uh, yes. Friday Night Lights, is also in there for a few episodes. Kyle Gass, Kyle is also a fucking Gass. You're right. It's oh, what it a great so it's, deep. It's not on my top five. It's definitely in my top ten. But it uh, it's such a great show. And and you want to know something interesting, Mike? Which I, I'm really cu- curious for all you that are listening to please give us your input on this. So I was told by a couple friends who, and I believe my brother as well, who had watched this show recently and told me that they didn't feel like it held up. They had first watched it around college age, hadn't seen it since, put it on in the past year or so, and just didn't think it held up really today. I haven't watched it too recently, so and I've been meaning to. It's on my list to rewatch. I'm curious if other people feel that way. Mike, have you watched it recently? Yeah, I've watched it during the pandemic, and I think it's still great. See, I think I'm going to think the same thing. So... Because even if like, yeah, even if it's maybe better, like when you're in college, it's still like, there's all like, it brings back all the college experience. Like there's the episode where, you know, one of the characters is getting fat. One of the characters, Charlie Hunnam is like going deep into like, uh, like nihilism. Like, you know, they get the campus jobs. They have the one where they cheat on the papers like it's it's every theme that like makes up a good authentic college experience. Yeah. So it just it just gives you all the best feelings. And yeah, all those guest stars are great. What's not to love about that? And the reason it's on my list mostly is because Freaks and Geeks rightfully has had a resurgence as a cult classic. And somehow Undeclared has not. That's a goddamn shame. It's a crime. It's a crime. Okay. My number two. This this show, two months ago, three months ago, this show would have been my number one because I would have thought it was the most criminally underrated. But it just recently Ooh. 
has had its time to shine on Netflix, which is long overdue. And so now it is my number two. And that is Kingdom. That is that is Kingdom. There's two Kingdoms on Netflix now. There's one that's a Netflix show. This one is Kingdom that deals with the MMA world. It has Frank Grillo, Jonathan Tucker, Nick Jonas. It has Paul Walter Hauser, Mac Brandt, Joanna Going. It's a great, great cast. And um, also... Uh, Keely Sanchez and Matt Loria can't forget them but in fucking credible show it init it initially aired on this little known network the audience network on direct TV and they were very stubborn in their contracts that essentially they wouldn't let it play anywhere else so it wasn't able to be on Netflix. It wasn't able to go on Hulu. It wasn't able to go on any of these platforms. They, they refused to sell it, sell any of the rights to those platforms. So nobody saw this show when it was airing. And it was, I was lucky enough only to hear about it at first because my brother worked on it. And so did, so did a couple friends and they said, and, and, you know, my brother never, pulls my leg if he's working on something he doesn't love you know he doesn't go nuts about it this show he kept saying dude this is something special this is something special you need to watch it and finally it took me a little bit i'm not gonna lie but i was lucky enough to catch it while it was still on tv the third season hadn't come out yet there's three seasons total and my god it's I mean, it's unbelievable. It's probably, it's one of the best shows of the last decade. And the performances are just insane. Jonathan Tucker truly gives, I think, the performance, the best, one of, if not the best TV performance of the past decade. He's just insane as Jay Kalina. And the, the, the story is essentially about this family, the Kalinas, who Alvi is played by Frank Grillo. He's sort of the head of the family. He's a former big MMA star that now owns a gym in Venice Beach, California. And he has his fighters fight there. Both his sons, played by Jonathan Tucker and Nick Jonas, are fighters. But Jay, played by Tucker, is a fuck-up. He's into drugs. But he's an awesome fighter, but he just can't get his life together. Jonas, on the other hand, who play, who plays Nate, is he's a good kid he's not as talented of a fighter but he works hard and then there's everything else that happens sort of around that but it's it's just a fucking dynamite show through and through it's there's a lot of people if you look online this has a very very passionate fan base that for years now since it was canceled in 2017 have been rallying for it to get more exposure because everyone always said, even everyone on the show that works on the show found it to be such a special experience. And it's always, everyone's known if this thing gets on a Netflix, it's going to blow up. And finally, 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 after all these years, this summer, it finally was able to be shown on Netflix. It's there now. It, 
has, thank God, been blowing up and it's finally getting the respect and the viewership that it deserves. And and I just want to give a big shout out to Byron Belasco, the, the series creator. This is all his his brainchild. So if you are compelled to watch this show, it's not a show where you need to be into MMA, similar to a Friday Night Lights where you don't need to be into football. It's what the show revolves around, but it's really about all the characters and their stories. And I think at the least, you'll probably get an appreciation for MMA from watching this. But being a fa- if you're a fan of MMA, then I don't know what you're doing if you haven't seen this show. So get in there, watch it. I hear rumor is that Netflix is considering a season four if enough people watch this thing. And it's it's going pretty well so far. So let's see what we can do, because I will say while the series ends very well and it can be left where it is, it would be absolute perfection with a fourth season. It's that's in my eyes, it it should have had one more season to finish up the story. But Go check out the Navy Street Boys, watch Kingdom, and uh, you will not be disappointed. The only disappointment is that because of all the things that you've said, I haven't yet to see it because it just wouldn't be available for the longest time. Yeah. It is now here, and I will watch it shortly. It is time, and we will do a future dive on it. Absolutely. So if Kingdom is your number two, that means that we have the same number one? Yes, we do. And as we damn well should, because... <sighs> Two days in a row. God damn it. <laughs> but every other show that we had was different. So the fact yeah. that we have yeah, our yeah, same yeah. number one just shows how much this show went without the viewership that it absolutely deserves. And that show, of course, is Jericho, wow. also known as Jerishward. Yes. It's, wow. So Jericho is a small town, fictional town in Kansas. And this is a, well, it's, po- it's a post-apocalyptic show, but it's also like a pre and during apocalyptic show, if that makes sense. Like it's not full-on like Mad Max or like zombies where people are shooting each other in the street, you know. We see the apocalypse happen and we deal with, you know, the relationships and the reactions of characters. Such a wide array of characters that it's insane how many they're able to develop while also presenting an outrageous mystery that you can't stop watching. I didn't watch the first season of the show live, I know that you did because you are the one that turned me on to it. Mm-hmm. But that must have been enormously frustrating because not being able to immediately watch the next episode, God damn it. I, I mean, would just I would just kill myself. I it, couldn't handle it. It was it was tough, but you know what? And and I'm a big proponent of this. While I, I fucking love binge binge watching shit. Who doesn't these days? But I do think we lost to something with certain shows and this is a show similar to lost which is my favorite show of all time both mystery shows these mystery shows you need it you need it because it kills you but it's all you think about it all week you talk to your friends what what the hell do you think's going on like this this whole 
these online forums and everything that would crop up when Lost was airing initially. Yeah, obviously Jericho didn't have the same type of fan base, but if you had a friend that watched it, you you would talk about it, be like, dude, what do you think that was all about? You know, what's what's Hawkins doing over there? But it it's just so good, and it it didn't find the audience that it sh- that it should have had. With that said, it actually didn't have a small audience. Just in two thousand six, what network television wanted was more than what Jericho pulled. It did, what did it do? Let me see if I can find it really quickly. Um, it Okay, so it averaged about t- 9 to 10 million viewers a week. And it's like, that's not nothing. But it to compare, like a show like Lost in its first season was doing like 20 mil a week. So like double that. But that was like a show that was doing exceptionally well. So I don't think it's that bad personally. CBS wasn't thrilled with it. And they canceled Jericho at the end of the first season to which one of the most epic fan reactions of all time took place. Oh my God. And so so the first season ended in, in, 2000, in May 2007. They canceled it about a week after, and the online communities went nuts, quite literally. And hey, oh, they sent over 20 tons of nuts, which is a reference to a legendary line yelled in the finale, which I won't say anything else in case you haven't seen the show before of the season one finale. And so 20 tons of nuts were sent to the CBS headquarters. And this gesture sort of convinced CBS, okay, okay, maybe we're maybe we're fucking up. Let's renew this thing for a second season. The caveat, unfortunately, was CBS oh. never really went in on it. They didn't go all in. They were just essentially giving into the fans without even trying to truly catch the show back on. They gave them seven episodes, a much reduced budget, and they barely advertised it. And it was a bummer because, and I know Mike, Mike, and I'm going to let Mike talk in a second, but I know Mike was more let down by the second season than I was. I thought it was a solid wrap up to the show but it was clearly not done with it clearly was not on the level of the first season or even close. And you could tell where all the budget cuts were coming. Certain characters would only show up for a second or, or not even in certain episodes where it doesn't even make sense that you don't see them. And you could tell they were doing everything they could to just get the story done but that was all they were doing. And I guess CBS's plan was maybe if the ratings were really good, there, there was an alternate ending that they would have aired and then they would have renewed it for a third season. And I've seen, we've seen the alternate ending and it is, you know, it is intriguing, but so they do wrap it up and look, I'm happy that we at least get to wrap it up, but it is such squandered potential because this is, I mean, I think Mike would say the same. I mean, it's 
it's in my top 10 shows of all time and it's only it only has a season and a half so it it has to be it just has to be yeah i mean and the i mean the end of season 1 takes us to an extremely local level of the post apocalyptic world there's so much more that could have been done in later seasons if this was given the proper budget and time to really explore. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I don't want to say too much either because I don't want to ruin it. But it's you don't get very far into this world. You know, it's the the you're focused a lot on trying to figure out what has happened, and then you know the the relationships between all the different characters. But there's so much more room for it to develop. Absolutely. Yeah, the only other thing I'll say about the mystery is what this show does so successfully and other shows like Lost have, have also done is just how they're able to manage the information. You know, you never know anything more than, you know, a select group of characters and they, unless you, basically unless you see them being told something, you know, you can't assume that they know it on the other side of the town or, or wherever they are. And it's just piecing together this outrageous mystery that totally delivers and then the show kind of morphs at the end to uh the next phase of of where the show would go naturally. yes yeah yeah but yeah i could say that i feel good about saying that yeah and but yeah all the cast it led by skeet Ulrich, who's the man um and lenny and lenny, lenny james of course those are the, those are the two guys leading the charge here but great cast and all these guys loved making this show they to this day will have jericho get-togethers very occasionally with all the cast at one of their houses and you know i know they would have all loved to keep doing it and there were fan campaigns for years to get more and it there was talk at multiple places about maybe picking it up there was talk at netflix for a while and it sadly just never happened and it's, I think, one of the big tragedies of TV. It did, they did release in comic book form a season three and four. I got to admit, I haven't. Yeah. I didn't read it. I, I want to, actually. We both should, but. Um, and there was some different, like, web based, like, ARG type stuff that accompanied it. Like, there was a, a handful of other content to try to just sort of appease the fans or get something out there, but it's not going to be the same. No. And I'm actually, this is funny. Ski did an interview in 2017, giving a reason why the show never did move to Netflix because that was talked about for a while. And he said is from the horse's mouth right here. He said, we were close to a third season about four or five years ago. One of the producers called me and said, Netflix has a schedule. They have a budget. They have locations. Are you in? I said, absolutely. With one provision, that first script back has to time jump five years and the world has devolved way lower than we could have ever imagined. And he said they were on board with it, but CBS wouldn't sell it. CBS wasn't down with the deal. They wouldn't sell the Netflix, and that is what fucked us out of Jericho forever. It's it's hard to believe how short-sighted CBS could be in this case. 
it's like, I don't understand. It's like, if you're not going to do anything with the material, why won't you sell it and make some money off it, of it? It's the same with Kingdom. Like, not that, you know, not that it's the same level as like Friends, but when you see the numbers that some of these shows get in the streaming services bidding wars, it's like, well, you can't allow Kingdom to be on there today. Like, you used to do it years ago, and then you'd be absolutely cashing in. Totally. I, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And Jericho would make such a good, such a good Netflix show. It's just painful. It's, it's just painful. painful. It's perfect for Netflix. Perfect. And and again, I'll say it. Last thing I'll say about Jericho. Yeah, there's post-apocalyptic shows. There's never been a show really like Jericho. I still think it's in its own league. It it fits a certain genre. Don't get me wrong. But there's not a show that I really look at that I think is a great show that I'd say, oh, this this is sort of similar to Jericho. No, Jericho, it had a fucking awesome plot, awesome characters. And don't let us saying that it's a bummer there wasn't more or anything or that the second season wasn't as good as the first dissuade you. This is a show to watch. This is a show to watch. I still haven't. I'm, I've lost most faith. I mean, it's been a long time since it's finished, but I'm not a thousand percent sure nothing will ever happen still. So go watch Jericho if you haven't. You'll you'll love it. I don't think that you want to hit us up. Yeah. Let us know if you watch it, if you love it. Let us know about all these all these shows. We want to hear what you think's underrated. And Really quickly, we'll throw out some honorable mentions. Mike, you got a few? Let's, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so my number six, speaking of shows that, that we still have a chance, pains me to leave it off the list, but Clone High, which is coming back. You've it's been, been on hiatus, hiatus for goddamn 20 years, almost. And... I mean, what can I say? It's coming back. It's been a joke that it's been on hiatus for my entire life, basically. All we need to know about the show is that it's a parody of teen dramas from like the late 90s, early 2000s, but all the characters are clones of historical figures. If that sounds ludicrous, it's because it is. That's all I can give you as an honorable mention. It's amazing. You got any others? Uh, let's see. I have here The Critic. Absolutely underrated animated show from the mid-90s. John Lovitz. So, like, just great at, like, making fun of Hollywood. So many hilarious cutaways before Family Guy made it famous. Sports Night, uh, which is a show that never gets pub, but Aaron Sorkin. It's basically newsroom, but better about sports. Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Oz, which is a show that was very well received at the time but has sadly gone by the wayside and most people don't go back into the hbo archives to watch you definitely should spaced which is like simon Pegg's sitcom show about being uh like in your mid-20s in north london before any of the movies that you know hilarious and last one i'll throw in here a show that dill your brother turned me on to that sadly it's been renewed for a second season but it just didn't do good numbers at all dave on fx is fucking hilarious 
Dude, I need to see. Well, I need to see all these, but I need to see Dave. I keep hearing about just this. Get, show from so just many get people. to episode three. Just get to episode three. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a fucking while. Done. And I know you will love it. Oh, all right. I have to. I have to see that. I have to. Um, couple that I'm gonna throw out there. Couple underrated gems. I'd say Lovesick on Netflix. Absolutely love this show. British dramedy. Um, originally called Scrotal Recall, if that tells you anything, but just a great one. I'd say, did you uh, did you just say Justified? No. I mean, it was well watched, but still, I felt like a little underrated. Just unbelievable show. Check out Justified. Originally was on FX. You can find it on Hulu, I'm sure. Um, ooh, Black Spot on Netflix. It's a French Belgian thriller. That if you're into the the murder mysteries, this is one for you. Black Spot, highly recommend. Um, and I'll leave it off with Fresh Meat, which big was big in the UK. You know Fresh Meat, Mike? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big in the UK, not so big in the States. Really great college level show it's just it's a coming of age if you can tell i I like those types of shows and it it it's just great if you know jack whitehall who has had a bit of crossover success in the states he's one of the main characters and it just revolves around this crew of like six or seven uh students at university in the uk so i check that out and I think that's going to wrap it up for me. Love love the lists. I mean, we're all stuck inside pretty much for the most part. Doesn't seem like that's changing anytime soon. Uh, my list of shows to watch is full again. I feel great. Yeah. And, you know, if you're just a quick shout out, if you're looking for anything to watch right now, the shows that I'm on right now, I just finished Money Heist on Netflix, which was incredible. And I currently just started, which I'm sure a lot of you have already seen, but I just started Dark on Netflix, which oh you did yeah oh my god I just right, finished we'll talk about that. yeah just finished the pilot loving that so anyways I hope you have a lot of shows to watch now check all of these out definitely watch Jericho and we'll see you guys next time all right see ya peace.